0: This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White. Tonight we're going to be discussing why a home care registered nurse can do better coming home and helping a patient than a patient being in a hospital all the time. So one of the benefits of home care is it promotes healing and reduces the risk of infections because you know the patient is going to be protected from the infections they are exposed to in hospitals. So that's pretty good. Because you don't know what someone has, and you don't want to be lying there catching it and another thing is is cheaper is <laughs> cheaper if you are at home and you're being uh, if you're being taken care of by your nurse. It's a lot cheaper than when you're in the hospital. And home care is just more affordable. You got to know that. And then keeping someone in the hospital surrounding for long, a long time can have a negative impact on their mental health. And they have certain different uh, doctors coming in for this and doctors coming in for that and that can kind of get you messed up. So stay at home. And then providing professional care at home helps to personalize and customize the experience for the patient. When a patient is suffering for various problems, medication tends to go up with many doctors giving different, different medicines for different problems, and then there's a problem. And then assisting in activi- activities sometimes can help the patients feel less lonely and abandoned. So think about it. Why would someone want to stay at home and not at the hospital? So I'm going to introduce our home care registered nurse. Hi, Antoinette.
1: Hello.
0: Well, thank you for being here tonight. And I'd like to introduce you to my... Okay. And I have my second-hand person, Mr. Coleman. How you doing? Mr. Coleman, are you there? Okay.
2: He's a little busy. But he'll hey, be on. Hey, Jenny. Hi. Yeah, I'm Hi. here. I'm trying to get my get my phone to operate.
0: Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Well, hello, hello. Good
3: to see.
2: Yes, that's the nurse. Her
0: name is Antoinette. And she's uh, a hey, home Antoinette, care registered nurse. Okay. She's a home care registered nurse. So, okay. Antoinette, you want to start talking to us? Yeah,
1: sure. That was a really great introduction to home care for a lot of people who don't really know what it is and why it's important in the healthcare industry. But, yeah, um, I have been a nurse for about eight years now, and I've been doing home care full-time for a year um, I did it contingent while I worked in various hospital settings, which was really, really great because it gave me a good taste of what it's like. And um, nursing and the healthcare field is amazing because there's so many different specialties. And it's even more amazing because home care has its own specialties too. So I'm able to get a little taste of a few different things. But um, you were absolutely right and hit the nail on the head as far as how important home care is in the healthcare setting and why people choose it because it's so much safer it's so much more affordable a lot of times people don't understand or think about how much it costs to be in a hospital but it is insanely high and expensive and then not only that but um, the hospitals keep the money on so many different things including infections that you catch in a hospital so if you get an infection while you're in a hospital setting, that costs the hospital so much. Insurance aren't even billed for it. The hospital has to eat that money. So that's all coming out of taxpayers' pockets, and we're paying for all of that. But um, the home care setting is really great for so many different reasons, including that. Like, you had mentioned having family members around, which works wonders in so many different ways. Um, there's such a mental toll that being in a hospital takes. There's something called hospital delirium, which I've definitely seen firsthand. And it's really unfortunate. But after a long stay, it's how do you not get sick of the same four walls and the same people coming and poking and prodding you all the time, day in and day right. out?
0: Right, yes, I can see that. And so... it's
1: not a vacation you don't get to rest and sleep and you're constantly being woken up by your nurse or that's somebody true. coming to take you. Their-
0: <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. That's true. They do come at you at all kinds of uh, different hours, you know. Then you got uh, a doctor for this and a doctor for that. And uh, they might give you a, uh, Medication, and then the other one has medication for you, you know, for you as well. So, I mean, you know, it's it's just a whole whole lot of sometimes confusion. Absolutely. You got? Do you have to take this pill two hours, or did I take it one hour? Or what about the other pill? How many times do I take that one? I mean, you know. Yeah.
1: So. Absolutely, and add in the fact that not a lot of people have the best bedside manner, and you are not in the most friendly environment.
0: Well, that's true. That's true. Some of them can get kind of nasty, and you can't do anything but you know just lie there. Yeah, so absolutely. A good point. That's a good point. No, so I have so, a question for you.
2: What um. Does home care um, take care of the DME, the durable medical equipment, if a person needs
1: it? Yes. So we help facilitate the accommodations of DME, but ultimately doctors have to write scripts for that. Um, And then the other part of it is that a lot of people don't kind of know what DME they require when they leave the hospital. So that's a really big part of home care for nurses to come in. Physical therapy is part of home care. Also, for physical therapists to come in and say you would benefit from having a hospital bed, or you would benefit from having a, sh- a chair in your shower, different things like that. So they do help facilitate DME, definitely.
2: Very good. Who coordinates the uh, the medicine? Does uh, the, the, the home care nurse? Uh, is she responsible for the uh, the medications that are prescribed once the person is discharged from the hospital?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's such a major part of what I do, and sometimes is the only reason that a nurse will be required to make that first contact. So um, the first thing that I do with a patient when I see them is I go through their medications that they've been sent home with from the hospital I make sure that they understand them, why they're taking them, what they do, things to look out for. And then I do what's called a medication reconciliation. And so that gets sent to the patient's primary doctor. And the primary doctor looks it over to make sure that there are no issues and um, nothing called polypharmacy, which is when multiple providers are prescribing various medications. and. So that primary care doctor looks at all of those medications in one big pile and is able to make sure that there's nothing wrong or out of place. And the nurse lays eyes on that, too, so really the nurse should be looking at that and making sure as well.
2: Now, if a person, um, what are some of the supplies that are included in uh, home care? If a person is, um, say incontinent does uh is briefs, uh, briefs uh, supplied or um what are some of the supplies that are covered by insurance uh in most cases?
1: In most cases, the supplies that are covered by insurance are things like wound care supplies, saws tape um ointments, things like that um that also insurance also covers things like tube feeding supplies or supplies for managing um, like a Foley catheter, things like that, post-surgical things, as well as things for breathing like oxygen machines, tracheostomy supplies, those kinds of things. Um, they don't actually, which is hilarious to me because it's the, one of the biggest moneymakers in the industry, help with breathing most commonly, insurance does not cover grief, does not cover incontinence care in any way, really. Um, and that's such a common thing. And the, the horrible part about it is, the thing that gets me, is that you need such an abundance of those, too. So it's, it's so silly that that's not covered by insurance. And it's an all-ages thing. It's not even just for elderly people or just for a younger population. People of all ages require incontinence care.
2: How is it determined um, the number of visits? I know different insurance companies, uh, some are better than others when it comes to paying for different things uh, in terms of home care. Uh, some insurance companies may uh, uh, allow more visits than others, and and some may need an authorization to um, to get home care uh, provided to a patient. Um, so, is there an average of number of visits uh, to the home of a patient based on their diagnosis, or just based on pretty much what the insurance company will pay for?
1: It it most often. Should be based off of the patient's diagnosis and what they have going on and I will say that that does often sway the decisions that are made as far as insurance companies as well they will look at cases and say okay this person actually does need these required amount of visits for this qualified reason with specific proof and requirement of such care um, there really isn't a standard because it really depends on what the patient has going on and insurance com- combined.
2: Um, more
1: often than not, in my experience with home care, um, I have two different major things that I have done with home care. I have worked for a company who provides total care and um, non-regular visits. And then I've also worked for a company that provides minimal care and does, um, like, short-term, short-term stabilizing care. So, it really just depends on what kind of home care the patient requires. So, to give a little bit more insight, one of my companies, I will go to a home and do an infusion, but I will stay for the entirety of the infusion. So, if that medication is being given for four hours, I'm there for about five or six hours, and I have to monitor everything and make sure everything goes well. Stay for a certain amount of time after, sometimes like 15 minutes, to make sure there's no reaction to the medication. But then I've been in other experiences where I'm going to the home and I'm teaching a caregiver on how to provide that medication. So it. It really just depends on what the patient needs, because if you think about what insurance is covering, in the short-term aspect, I'm only getting covered for a few visits. The first one to do a teaching, the second one to follow up and make sure the teaching was effective, the third one to make sure that the caregiver can be independent on it, but then, um, in the other hand, I'm not providing any teaching and really don't require a second visit at all. It's just that one visit
2: for that one infusion, so...
1: It really ranges like, okay. depending on what kind of
2: care is out there. Now, can you uh, explain uh, what infusion is for those that don't yeah. know?
1: absolutely. For those that don't know, an infusion at home especially, so an infusion is something that is being infused or put into your veins or your artery or just your body in general. So it's something that your body is absorbing from an outside pro- something that is provided from the outside so like a medication or a tube feeding or um, even just regular old fluids to hydrate a person but an infusion at home is when somebody gets some sort of um, IV or PIC line or for example a PIC line is like a long-term IV that stays in the same place and doesn't move or go bad for a month. Um, but then I've also done, like, regular IDs where I just go in and I poke a person with a needle, hook the medication up, and let it go. So those are infusions.
2: Now, um, home health aides are um, also included in, um, in home care, and what are some of their responsibilities?
1: Yes, home health aides are included in home health care. Um, they do a lot of bathing, um, ADLs, activities of daily living. So things that we do on a daily, regular basis to maintain our life, to maintain our health and our lifestyles in general. So things like getting up, um, getting dressed, um, getting in the shower, cooking yourself some breakfast, those kinds of things are what they will help with. Even things like laundry some dishes even, stuff like that, that that we really take for granted that we can do every day for ourselves that other people cannot.
2: Who are some of the other um, people on the home care team that are available uh, depending on uh, what services are provided or what services are accepted by the patient? Who are some of the other people on the um, home care team?
1: Some of the other people on the team include physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, social work is a big utilized aspect of home care, which I love. Um, And then there's also speech therapy, the home health aid, like we had discussed. And mm, I think I covered most of it.
0: Now, which one did you say you love?
1: of what I don't remember. No, you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, answer that.
0: It was just uh, you know. <laughs> That's okay cuz I don't forget now myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. But uh I appreciate that I have uh a question or Someone would like to speak about it. Okay, are you ready? Yes. No, not you. The patient, (laughs) hello, hello. Hello. Yes. Did you want to have a say or something about
1: uh,
0: home care?
4: Yes, I would.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is it good or okay or not?
4: No. uh, So far, it's good. And I'm glad I came in contact with Antoinette because I, I remember I missed that appointment. And when I looked back, it was my fault that I missed because she's an on-time nurse. That's each and every day of the week. Whatever time she's she tells you she's coming, she's going to be there. And when she come in, her and my wife get together, and they take care of my wound. and she's getting ready to put me into where I, I can go in to the hospital to get it get the wound taken care of a little sooner than normal because they had told me it would take up to a year, but she said, no, it wouldn't take that long. So I'm glad to be in in touch with her because uh, I know once, first I had my wife had a picture taking care of my wound, but then I said, well, I got to do something about this. So I was able to take a mirror and I can look at it myself and I say, well, this thing's going to last forever, it seems like. But uh, now that I'm dealing with Antoinette, uh, it seems like it's going to speed up the process. And, and I'm loving that every minute of it. <laughs> and my, oh,
0: okay. my,
4: name is, my, my, my name is Lewis. Uh, and what it was. When the doctor told me, he said, you're looking at a long waiting period. And, and what they told me, that it was you know, an ulcer. But I thought it also was something that you went out and you had too much to drink, and otherwise you had to wait until you so back up. But then when I come to find out it's completely different. And when I looked at this situation, they – they had to they have a machine to go in and pick out all of the dead tissues and replace them with new tissues. I said, well, wow. But then, so, so, far, so, so far, so far, mm-hmm. so <laughs> good. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, you know, we uh, definitely appreciate uh your, your comment and it sounds like uh, Annette is a very good nurse and let me ask you uh, Annette, uh, in regards to um, how long have you said you've been doing um, doing nursing
1: I've been a nurse for uh, about eight years now
2: okay and um, you know going into the home uh, now I know now do you go into uh, now, what area do you work in? I know that you know can be all over the place. What uh, what areas uh, is your territory? In?
1: I do the tri county area in Michigan, so that is Oakland, Wayne, and Macomb County.
2: Okay, all right, very good. And uh, once you're assigned a case, let me ask you, what has changed in your job description since COVID? How about that? Oh, my. Ooh.
1: So the major thing that has changed has been the requirement of um, PPE, personal protective equipment. Um, that has drastically changed where um, we have to protect ourselves and the patients in their own home environment because the whole point of home care is for it to be safer and less of a risk for infection. So we have to make sure as nurses that we, as, as clinicians, not even just nurses, all of, the, all of the aspects of home care, that we are going into a home and we are not bringing things from outside environments or from other patients or from our own home to so these patients in their homes. A lot of my patients are, are Um, immunosuppressed they have no immune system for various reasons Um, whether it's a transplant or chemotherapy or just immunotherapy in general um, it's it's very very important now with COVID being so so prominent and so aggressive to make sure that we are doing everything that we need to be doing and then add in all of the changes in documentation and requirements for insurance. And documentation for insurance has completely shifted because we have to provide so much information in regards to different aspects of care and how it would relate to COVID or how it would not relate to COVID even. So it's very interesting how things have been, Changed and established and melded into this new virus and healthcare and how it's been affected.
2: Now, uh, do you see patients uh, with COVID, or do they they have to be negative before you can see them? How does that work?
1: Um, I do see patients with COVID. Yes, they don't have to be negative by the time that I see them. However. Most of the time, if a patient is receiving home care and did have COVID, it usually is resolved by the time they get home.
0: Okay, and I have another person who would like to make a statement. Hello, did you have a question or a statement to make?
3: Ms. Payne? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to ask a question. Um, that program that you were talking about, is that one of the programs that, you know, the law has just changed where they won't be helping people in the home like that anymore? is um, some law that just changed, that they were trying to change it. Well, you know, people who have lived the long-term care at the home and can't really take care of themselves, that they want to stop that program uh, for, us, for us paying for those type of program. Have you heard of that? We're talking about some law.
1: I have heard that they are trying to no longer allow family members to be considered caregivers. I'm not sure if that's what you are talking about, but I've heard about that being a situation. I know that in Michigan specifically, they very recently lowered the pay that they are giving familial caregivers. So family members who have been taking care of their loved ones full time and have had to put themselves and their jobs, careers, livelihoods on the back burner for their family members in order to provide safe and effective care, um, they were able through the state of Michigan to get paid. They very recently reduced that payment significantly and people are having a hard time living off of what they're getting paid now to take care of their family members. and I do know that there have been pushes to even just completely get rid of that, so i'm i'm I have heard of that um, as far as home care potentially ever not being able to be provided, um, I would be amazed because it is okay. so essential.
3: It is, yeah, I was thinking of some people like they've been in an accident and can't do anything for themselves. And they need uh, they know that uh, type of care if I'm getting it right. And I was understanding that I heard some ruling that they didn't want to pay for that anymore. That's, what, that's
2: my understanding. But thank you very
3: much. Okay.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I think um, part of that may have been with the new insurance reform where, you know, Michigan with uh, probably three other, three or four other states was a state that provided unlimited medical for those that were in automobile accidents. And so uh, the insurance has changed now because not only of the redlining in Detroit, you know, where insurance was, you know, 10 times as high as it was in the suburbs, um, but the fact that... Um, if you were hit by an uninsured driver or hit and run and you were injured and required total care, um, you know, the Michigan Catastrophic Fund would be able to provide those services for you. Um, But now uh, if a person has uh, auto insurance and they're working or if they're on Medicaid, they can coordinate their benefits uh, to where um, there's, uh the insurance will pay up to a certain limit for uh services such as at home care services or um you could still select unlimited or you could select uh, uh limited ranges uh where your medical insurance, health insurance would be the first uh provider and then uh, your auto insurance would kick in and cover other expenses. So maybe that's uh maybe that's what you're referring to as far as trying to do certain things. Yeah. Thank you very much. Now, uh, you're welcome. Now, I know that you also mentioned uh, total care. Now, in the event of a patient that requires total care, uh, what is your responsibility in that particular case? And, you know, name uh, some patients that uh, you work with that may require that type of service don't mind
1: absolutely so um total care would be um a paraplegic or a quadriplegic somebody who genuinely cannot do much for themselves as far as activities of daily living they require assistance in all aspects of daily living um it, as far as total care goes, I do not have a lot of hands-on with total care because the type of home care that I provide specifically is for people who are just getting out of the hospital, and we want to prevent rehospitalization. So that's my main goal with home care in the, in the settings that I have worked in. think um, My goal is to prevent patients from going back to the hospital and costing, again, like we talked about, a lot of money. So um, I do care for patients who require total care. However, most of the time when that goes, I am teaching the caregiver that they already have how to do the things that they have come home with that are maybe new or require a different type of care. So if I have... A paraplegic with um, this is just an example if I have a paraplegic with with a wound say and it's a new wound and they go to the hospital they get it all taken care of and then they have wound care orders so then when they get out of the hospital I would teach the caregiver how to care for that wound appropriately And then if they go back to the doctor or the hospital and the wound requires a different type of care, here I come again to educate a second time on the new care. Um, Things like that. So that's a major example. But, you know, different things happen with total care patients, just like with us, where random, random health issues arise and they require different education for different reasons or different care for different reasons. So... Um, also, I do know that they will require lots of, like, range of motion because maybe they can't move their limbs. And so that's something that our physical therapy or occupational therapy can go in and do and give them range of motion and move their body around
2: for them. All right. Uh, do you have a um, – who puts the plan of care together for the patient? Is there a, a medical doctor involved in in the process as well?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is always a a doctor to sign off on orders, and that's usually in home care, the primary care doctor. However, there are different circumstances, like if a patient is home and receiving home care for an infection, usually infectious disease will take over that care. Different Different aspects for different requirements. So if it's a wound, there is either a primary care doctor sometimes there's a wound care team on board um, but as far as the plan of care goes that is um, nursing major responsibility in in the forefront to manage that plan of care the physician does the diagnosis and then the nurse bases the plan of care off of that diagnosis and the patient's needs
2: very good. Now let me ask you, what in um, what would you consider your strongest suit in terms of uh, your nursing abilities? I know some people uh, may feel they're stronger in certain areas. Uh, do you have an area that you feel, as a nurse, that uh, you're exceptionally well at? That you know sets you apart from from uh, maybe some of the other people that are out there?
1: That's such a good question. Thank you for asking that. (laughs) Um, This may sound like an odd response to you or to anybody really, but education actually is something in nursing that I excel at. And it's interesting to say that because, I imagine a nurse would, uh, any other nurse would come in and say, "I'm great at starting IVs, or I'm great at work care, or I'm great at this, or I'm great at that." But I am great at my ability to do home care because I am good at educating and teaching the caregivers what they need to do and how to be successful with what they're doing. And I actually have some experience as a nurse educator working in a psychiatric hospital, um, so that really, really pushed me into actually enjoying home care even more. Um, along with the fact that there's a lot of psychiatric care that goes into home care as well. But um, yeah, education is where I excel. I'm I'm um, good at doing the hands-on and the dexterity and all of that too, but I'm very good at teaching how to do it. So
2: yeah. Very good. I think that in my experiences uh in healthcare, uh that um education is uh, is probably the number one component, you know, to helping the patient understand um what their treatment plan is and and how to stay like you say, how to stay out of the hospital. Um, I think that, um, you know, the education and, and not only that, but, you know, talking with the families to help the families to uh, know how to help the patients as well. And what some of the expectations are, I think a lot of times people may not <clears throat> have realistic expectations based on, you know, um, their therapies or their prognosis in a different sense. So I think, yeah, that education piece is important. So I'm glad you said that. That's a big deal. Thank you. Sure. Well, I have so, a
0: question. Uh, how, how long normally do you stay with a, a patient?
1: So it depends on what they have going on. I have some patients who I have just seen for months and months now, and um, that's really, really great. You build a rapport, and you get to see the fruits of your labor, whether it's in the caregiver or the patient themselves and what they have going on. Um, But more often than not, it is just a short period of time, whether it's a few weeks um, or even just, like, two weeks anywhere from 2 to 4 weeks is is what i would say is average but sometimes i get lucky and i get to stick it out
2: <laughs> okay now is there um uh, uh is there a set number of hours or time that you are required to spend with the patient once uh you make a visit, I know some, you say, you know, regarding infusion, that you could be there up to four hours if that's, you know, how long it would take for the infusion. Uh, uh, is every patient the same or are there, you know, a varying time that you spend with the patient based on what their need is?
1: It really just depends on what they require of me. So some patients, um require more of my active skills where i am providing actual hands-on care and actually doing that um demonstrative education demonstrative education um but sometimes patients just require um, a little bit of follow-up to make sure that they're following through with what they already know how to do so it really just depends but Um, Most of the time, it's never less than 30, 45 minutes a visit. And then my initial visits are always my longest visits because I have to do the most education, make sure that they understand my company, what we do, um, make sure they understand what I am requiring of them and their caregivers. So that first visit is always the most in-depth. And then after that, it just depends on what they need from me.
2: very good is home care provided uh, uh monday through saturday i mean monday through sunday or is it pretty much a, a monday through friday thing and uh, how about holidays
1: oh it is all day every day even on the holidays even on the weekends <laughs> we are always available i am always available to my patients um i make sure so because when you're at home unpredictable things happen, and you don't know what to do because you don't have a medical professional right there next to you. So I make sure that I'm available, and if I am not available, I have another nurse that will back me up and be available.
2: Very good, very good. Um, Are you also uh, contacted after hours as well, or, or no?
1: Absolutely. I provide all my patients and their caregivers with my personal phone number, so most definitely. Um, that is a double-edged sword right there, I will say that, especially, um, as I mentioned, I do have some psychiatric components to home care. We do have psychiatric patients, so that's always a fun time as well. Um, you never know what to expect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Okay. All right, Jenny. Jenny?
0: Okay. I see my um, My Right hand has Taken all of the Questions that I wanted to ask Well not all of them <laughs> But quite a bit You want
2: to go to a commercial break
0: I can Is it something that you wanted to say again If not Okay We will take a break and this is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. We'll be back for the Let's Talk About It with
2: Jenny White Show. If you are in need of life insurance, auto or home insurance, or need help in getting out of debt, call your helpful insurance agents at Prime Financial Services. If you know, if you add a child rider to your life insurance policy, you can add multiple children for the price of one starting at $10,000 worth of coverage for under $10. Call today for a free quote at 313-293-0979. Mention you heard this ad on this show for a free gift.
0: Want to start a business or have tax issues? We know exactly how to handle your individual needs. We personalize each individual and give you the time required to focus on your needs. We audit you before the IRS does. The IRS is not on your side, but we are. We set up companies, do tax preparation, tax and retirement planning, bookkeeping, IRS audits, and reviews. Please call me, Deborah Mitchell, owner of Mitchell & Company, for a free consultation at 248-354-5122. And visit my website, MitchellTaxAccounting.com. Is your food bland and you want to spice it up? Tastes like something is missing. What's missing is my seasoning, Butch's Bodacious Seasoning, all-purpose seasoning, good on absolutely everything but ice cream. I'm Linda Porter, President and CEO of Butch's Bodacious Seasoning, to get the back in your life, call me at 313-393-2738. You won't regret it. Thank you. And we're back to <laughs> the Back to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Okay, we're back now with the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show, and we have been talking about home care as uh, different between hospital care, and we do know that. Hospital care is very much more, uh, you know, costs more money than home care. So I think home care is better because I was reading and it said that people feel a lot better when they're at their own homes. So that I can see where that would be a difference. And it makes a difference, too. With the nurse that you might have. Now, one thing I would uh, ask you: Are there many male uh, nurses for that home care? No,
1: Antoinette? not really. There really aren't many. I mean. The number of male nurses is going up in general, but when it comes to home care, um, no, there aren't many. For some reason, the most populated aspect of nursing with male nurses is psychiatric care.
0: Okay. So do you have a lot of those staying at home?
1: Psychiatric patients? um, Yes.
0: I mean, no, yeah. the care, caregivers. Is it many of them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I would ask you, is there something that we left out that you would like us to know?
1: Um. <laughs> I think we covered everything. I um, really, really am just very fortunate to be able to love what I do and um, really, really enjoyed talking about it with you guys and the different aspects of it and why I enjoy it.
0: Oh, okay. So we enjoyed it too. I mean, understanding a lot that that, Care You know Takes a lot of time Have you ever went to someone's home And It was You know the person was not So You know Accept you Did you leave Or you just changed Patience
1: So Unfortunately That has happened Um one major thing about home care, and um, not a lot of people know this, but a lot of the time, it, patients are going home requiring care, and their family doesn't know what to do and is very overwhelmed, and they want a nurse to be there 24-7. So this is really unfortunate because we, we talked about total care earlier in the episode in this podcast. And um, it's not often a total care situation. So patients get sent home with a wound and um, a family member needs to provide wound care, but they don't want to, don't have the time, don't think that they can or don't think that they um, would understand how to do it appropriately. And, Nurses in the hospital, for some reason, or social workers or case managers, do not fully explain to these patients that they are not getting total care. So they get very angry and very upset that they have to provide the care and that I'm not just going there to do it every single time that I go there, but that I'm going there to teach them how to do it, to prevent rehospitalization. And I do understand how that is frustrating because I went to school for this. Um, I'm educated in it. I'm trained in it. But um, it's, it's fully feasible to have somebody come in and do everything for everybody all the time and have the insurance pay for it, and we know that. If you do want a home care nurse to be there full time, it's very expensive and it's only out of pocket. So, so patients get really upset with me about that. And I think that that's the, the most difficult thing that I run into when it comes to a difficult patient that I have to um, call my boss and let, let my boss know that somebody was very upset with me and asked me to leave because I couldn't provide them with that care that they I, sometimes they really do need somebody else to be taking care of that person. Okay. Well, sometimes do
0: you just decide you don't want to be with that particular patient?
1: No. Honestly, oh, okay. no. <laughs> Honestly, okay. no, because I'm – Very understanding of the fact that healthcare concerns and being in a situation where you can't take care of yourself or don't have somebody who wants to or has the ability to take care of you can be very frustrating. I understand what it's like to be vulnerable and have been in the hospital in an even more vulnerable position and have a stranger in your home. I just, I, I know. And um, I think the only time that I've ever turned down a patient is if I have been highly disrespected in some sort of way as to um, the fact that I can't stand there and be yelled at in my face or something like that, where it gets to a point where that's completely unacceptable and I would have to leave. And, I mean, that has definitely happened in a hospital setting and in a home care setting. But um, usually in those situations, honestly, it's, it's still the patient and the family member saying, or, and or the family member saying, no, we don't want that nurse, because you can yell at me all you want. At the end of the day, I still have a job to do, and I will take care of you and make sure that nothing has happened to you. So honestly, no. Okay, good for you. Well, I have another
0: uh, code, uh, person who would like to, Make a statement or ask a question. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'd like to ask a question. Can you tell me um, your difference, the difference between your role and a hospice nurse?
1: That's a really great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, So the difference between what I do and what a hospice nurse does is that a hospice nurse really provides comfort care for Um, not necessarily end-of-life, but end-of-treatment. So a hospice nurse provides um, non-life-saving care, and what I do is I come in and I provide care for patients who just really require um, hospital prevention care, acute care, um, things that require immediate assistance and aren't long-term things as leading to the end of life, um, leading to death. So that's really what the difference is as far as hospice and what I do. Um, hospice is much more long-term most of the time. If it's, I mean, even somebody who passes um, in in a short period of time, they require 24-hour care so they'll have somebody available to them giving them medications all day every day those kinds of things so this is a lot more involved in my opinion um, because they keep their patients and for a longer period of time most of the time as well okay thank you
0: okay well thank you for calling You're welcome. Okay. So is there anyone else that would like to ask a question or make a statement? Uh, All you have to do is press the one, and you'll be online.
2: Yeah, in regard to hospice, do you ever have any of your um, home care patients that um, go from from home care to hospice, or vice versa, you get home care patients that uh, have graduated off of hospice. so uh, you see those patients from time to time?
1: Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of cancer patients, a lot of them, because, more often than not, when you have a low immune system like that, you want to be not in a hospital setting receiving your care. So I have quite a few um, cancer patients and often get them. So, yeah, oh, oh, it's, it's um, a big decision for family members, but it's something that I will talk about as well if it's something that I feel would be more beneficial for that patient rather than, um, struggling or going through something that they're going through that really won't be comfortable for them in the end.
2: Okay, very good.
0: Okay, is there anyone that would like to make a final statement or a final question they'd like to ask? Okay. I'm thinking that my nurse is going to wind it up. Is there anything that you would like to say before you're leaving?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show and um everybody <laughs> for the questions that they asked and just talking to me about what I do and All of the great information that you provided about home care, I hope that it was um, some good insight for people who don't really understand that aspect of health care. I sincerely love what I do with a passion, and I am so, so fortunate to have fallen into it the way that I have and really, really um, taken to it. So I love what I do. I'm excited to get up and do it every day. And love home care and what it does for the healthcare community Um, it's very important to listen to your doctors and nurses and that that will be the final thing that I um, come out with there's a lot of stigma with doctors and nurses and getting wrong information or misinformation everybody has a bad story or a bad experience but What I will say is that the ones that take the time to educate and take the time to do what they need to do, they really do care. So so give them the time of day and take care of yourselves as well.
2: Okay.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for being a guest. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Mr. Coleman, did you finish? Yes. Okay, would you like to make a last statement or no?
2: No, I think this was a a great show uh, good information for uh anyone uh, that uh either needs home care or has a loved one that does um i think home care um like that said is uh definitely geared towards keeping you out of the hospital uh and uh, helping you to um, get back uh, to whatever baseline you, you need to get to uh, and assist with any um, meds or food things that you need, and education being a, a large part of it, I think. Um, families and, and patients as well, you know, dealing with some issues for the first time, um, you know, really need the education and the support. So, uh, I think uh, home care is definitely uh, a great aspect of care, and uh, it was a great show. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay.
0: Miss Payne, did you have anything you would like to say before we go?
3: You no, know, I was thinking with when my when my aunt, uh, my aunt, who was ninety, was in home health care. The, the girls brought her home, but the they had people coming in and out to take care of her. Yeah. One person came in with a machine. He did a complete physical, X-ray everything right there where she was, and I believe she lasted law as long as she did because of the home health care. Health care, and um, I was we were grateful for it. And they you oh, kept a record of everything so that she had. It was very good. Okay, I'm so thankful for
0: that. Yeah. What did you say, Internet?
1: I thought that's so great. I love to hear positive experiences like that.
3: Oh, yeah. It was
0: very good. Very, very good. Well, I thank you once again uh, for coming on the show. It was very knowledgeable. I mean, you know, I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that you decided to come on the show. So thank you very much. And it may come a time we might need you again. (laughs) Most definitely. It would be (laughs) my honor. Thank you so
1: much. I had such a great time. Have a great night.
0: Okay.
3: Thank you very much. Yes.
0: And what I'd like to say is be careful who you tell your problems to. Only a few people actually care. The rest just want something to gossip about. So having said that, I'd just like to say thank you for the guests that called and asked questions and made statements. And those of you that called and didn't say anything but listen, you know I love you anyway. I love you anyway, and I'm so happy that you do that. So I'd just like to let you guys know that – Tomorrow is the last day of the fourth month in 2022. These months are really running by. So just be careful and do what you can while you can. And having said that, I thank you for talking with Jenny White Show. Thank you and good night.